0: Hey everyone. Welcome back to Linga Brutalica with me, Jess Bonney-Smith, and my co-host Wes Robertson. Hello. Today, we have the pleasure of interviewing Frank Albanese, guitarist and vocalist of Hath, who are located in New Jersey in the U.S. How are you doing today, Frank?
1: I'm doing great. How about yourselves? Really good.
0: Pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for making time to chat to us.
1: Yeah, no problem at all. Uh, I don't have, have anything else to do.
0: <laughs> good a reason as any. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. Yeah,
1: absolutely.
0: Yeah. So would you mind describing Hath's music for, you know, you're a given metal fan who's never heard of you guys before?
1: Oh, man. If I had to make it quick and simple for a mm. newcomer, uh, we really like Opeth and Blast Beats and riffs that are arcane and evil sound sounding. But we try to do some catchy stuff
2: in there, too.
0: Okay.
2: Okay, uh, that's a good
0: description. Yeah. We haven't heard that one before.
2: <laughs> Encyclopedia Metallum, uh describes you as progressive blackened death metal. Uh, do you vibe with that, or? <laughs> um, I'll accept it because
1: I, I I always think that we're like too close to the product to properly judge it. Like we know how it was made, so I don't like I don't know if the labels are
2: accurate. So I'm like mm-hmm. I trust what everyone else says. <laughs> All right, fair enough. So how did, how did you first get into, uh, like metal in general, and then more specifically the type of metal that you make now?
1: Um, I actually just kind of grew up around it. Like my mom was huge into Sabbath and like that kind of stuff. And my uncle was huge into anthrax and slayer. And, uh, so I just kind of grew up around it. And, um, I had friends whose they had, they had friends who were into stuff. Um, and I want to say maybe like when I was like 11 or 12, I, I was getting into Slipknot and System of a Down when they were, were, were new. And I was like, this is the best stuff ever. And then <laughs> I went to OzFest and, and I heard all these other bands and I was like, oh, shit. Um, okay. <laughs> and I think uh, the first like heavier band I got into after that was probably it was either Cannibal Corpse or Sepultura and Vader. Like those three mm. was like where I, I, I learned what Blast Beats actually were. <laughs>
2: Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) so is that kind of evil arcane quality that you described in relation to house music something that attracted you to the genre initially when you first started listening
1: yeah I think so like I I'm I'm drawn to things that are more like theatrical or um horror based too so like I, I I just like all the stuff that kind of surrounds it in that realm -hmm. So I don't know. I've 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 just always been drawn to those things uh my whole life. So it it was easy. I was like, oh, I love this stuff.
2: (laughs) When you first started listening to that, did you pay any attention to uh the lyrics or was it mainly just the blast beats and the music? Um
1: it really depends. Like if it was like my favorite bands, I would actually care. But nine times out of ten, I would just be like, man these these instrument parts are really cool like, like that was the stuff i focused on mostly and it was only in the last five or ten years that i started caring more and more about what the lyrics actually like were and like mm-hmm. what they meant and stuff um it was not something i cared about at first it was just like i want to know the words so i can sing along but that's it what triggered that change uh when i was writing songs and i actually had to come up with stuff i was like <laughs> oh, uh, I should probably like look into this more than blood and gore and guts and mm. blah, blah, blah. Did
0: looking into the lyrics kind of change or solidify your sense of like what makes quintessentially metal music in any way?
1: Um, I don't think so, because uh, when I started to actually like look into all, all the other all stuff, I saw how varied it, it all was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And stuff so i was like there's no real like one approach to it but it, it did kind of show me the things that i did i did not want to do mm-hmm. and it's not because i don't like them but it it was just like i don't need to do what this band does i don't want to do what it, this other band does like this doesn't speak to me i, I like when they do it mm-hmm. um i don't need to do it mm-hmm. and I, I think actually finding that not all bands were about you know violence and gore and evil satanic stuff i was like i like that but i was like it's cool that there's bands that aren't that because everyone thinks that that's all there is um so so it was nice to see the variation across the genre genre, genre, genre especially mm-hmm. as time goes on when there's there's more
2: and more bands it's cool to see mm-hmm. mm. so what kind of uh made you decide that you know this is stuff that i want to do in my own music and this is stuff that i don't want to do in my own music was there like you mentioned kind of the stuff being too evil which you enjoy but didn't want to do was there other stuff that you found as you looked into it that you just decided you know not really my style and and, and why
1: uh honestly mostly trial and error like <laughs> after, after playing playing in bands since like high school uh with i don't know tens of pe peop- tens of people uh you go through a lot, a lot of songs and eventually you're like, these are songs that I enjoy going and performing in front of people. And these are ones that I don't. And it, it makes you think about why you're like, these are words that I feel strongly about, or these are ones that I don't. It's, it, it was mostly just through t- trial and error. I saw what, what felt good to uh, perform and scream at strange, 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 <sighs> Strange (laughs) strangers
0: Well was there like anything that like you found Like you know as you mentioned that really turned you off Or you find like um, kind of Ruins a song
1: Mm. I think there's uh, Things that are obviously like tasteless That have been talked about Mm. Over and over but like Mostly it's just stuff if I feel like I've Heard it done a hundred times And it's been done well I don't want to do it like I don't Mm -hmm. Need to do a song about zombies tearing people apart. Um, It's not because I don't like it. It's because I've heard it and I like what I've heard. So I'm like, it's good. It's there already. I don't need to, I don't need to put it back into the world. It's already there. So there's a, there's There's, a desire. No, it's, it's just mostly that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Like I don't need to copy what's been done. It's, 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 it's there.
2: So for you as a writer, are you trying to do things that um, you haven't seen before?
1: Uh, not really a conscious effort, but that's, that's what I, 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 I like to see in the finished product. So usually we, we write more than we put out Mm -hmm. and, uh, usually what happens is I'll write a lot of things and then I'll just choose from that and, and say, all right, these, this, this is the bit that speaks best to this song. Um, but I prefer fresh, new ideas. But, I, I, I mean, things change over time. By uh, album three, I might change my mind completely. completely, completely.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, we can definitely relate as academics. You know, in order to write papers, we have to like find a niche or a gap mm-hmm. in the existing literature so that we know that we're adding something new rather than just you know, repeating already extant ideas. So, uh,
2: oh, I'm very sure, relatable. Yeah. <laughs> Is there um is it tricky though to uh, kind of find the difference between like allowing yourself to be influenced without repeating things because obviously you know uh producing metal there's this history that we all you know have listened to and grown up with and, and as you mentioned enjoy um is there a line between like like doing the same thing and like just being influenced is, is it hard to navigate that space or is it have you found it pretty easy um honestly it's
1: not something that is it's not something we consciously think about like we'll Mm -hmm. write stuff and we'll create stuff and then after the fact be like oh you know what this kind of sounds like xyz and Mm -hmm. uh we'll decide then if that's a good thing or a bad bad thing like (laughs) if this sounds too much like this thing then we're like all right that's maybe that can't stay (laughs)
2: So there is a reflexive process, though, like after something's done, you go back and look at it and see if you like kind of like what you've come up with.
1: Yeah, it's 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 almost always reflexive. Like it's 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 not like we sit down and uh, say today I'm going to write um, a fast thrashy song about politics like that. It's just not how <laughs> mm-hmm. we approach It's 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 more just uh stream of stream of co- consciousness stuff mm-hmm. like we, we we just free write and then pick and choose
0: okay right so like when you free write is it like um I suppose writing for like specific songs that have already been written at least like you know the music of those songs has already been written then you create lyrics to fit that or yeah how does it work
1: uh kind of independently so like oh, okay um so just as an example for the album that we just put 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 out um, AJ, our drama, drummer, wrote the music for l- l- Let's say two-thirds of the whole thing
2: mm-hmm.
1: And then So he wrote those tracks on his own And then like I would write pieces of l- l- I-, I would write p p pieces of l- l- lyrics here and there For like two years And then I, I would slowly like group them with similar subjects until I had something that felt coherent. And then I would go through that and comb through it and flesh it out to be right for that one song. Um, Rather than try and sit and say, I need to write um, 24 lines for the third track tonight. Um, it, it, It was just pieces here and there that I would then make sense of after the fact okay hmm. but that's just what worked this time like on the pre, pre previous album half of the the, the ha, ha, half of our words were written while we were recording them like
2: oh like in the studio yeah,
1: yeah. like it was not a professional way to do it <laughs> but like sometimes you just do things in a new way i don't know
0: So um, yeah, based on that, like, do you come up with like um, a kind of like theme in anticipation of of writing the lyrics or is it like, you know, in that free writing style, do you just kind of let the theme or the story kind of build itself as you're going?
1: That's kind of changed over time. Uh, When we did our our first EP Hive, um, I was trying to do a theme so Mm -hmm. that those five songs, it's basically like um, some kind of evil sorcerer uh, living on as a spirit of sorts and he uh, basically searches for a new person to possess Mm -hmm. and then he like takes over and then um, they do all their horrible things and they turn into this horrible creature of Destruction. And then it turns out that the e- evil force that they were serving cert- cert- through all of this is uncaring to them as well. And they're like, oh, I'm just like all the people who I killed, blah, blah, blah. So, so like I tried to do that theme that, that time. But then, like for this album, uh, all the songs were like more personal and it was all like mm-hmm. stuff that, that I was trying to work through. But I wanted the lyrics to not be too shallow, or like at face value. Like
2: mm-hmm.
1: they would be cool for the song, but if you also looked into it deeper, there was something else. Mm.
2: Right.
1: So, so the the approach changed.
2: Mm. So we're um. That's very interesting that you mentioned the songs kind of being personal. Um. Because well, when we were preparing this interview, we found some other interviews with you, um, and it said that uh, your lyrics often are built around the narrative of the Dark Souls uh, fantasy. Um, going back to the Encyclopedia Metalum, they actually describe your lyrical themes as dark fantasy slash Dark Souls. Um, yeah. So, but it's like, it, it, well, first, is that description in? Did we get bad information there? But also. If we didn't, are you weaving in like your own personal stories into this Dark Souls lore? I'm actually glad you're asking this. Okay.
1: (laughs) Because uh, on our first full length album, Mm -hmm. um, there's five songs that pull themes from those games. And like those five songs out of our, I think like 24, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: it's just those five but for some reason every 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 song is is like dark souls and i'm like no it's it's just those five but i feel like there's a lot of stuff in those games um where the themes uh speak to those in power trying to exploit people and the world itself to keep their status mm. and i i just think that's 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 right for lyrical content um but that, that that was those five tracks that was that was not really the the rest
2: okay there have been articles that have misrepresented um
1: yeah.
2: you hear <laughs> well, yeah, like if,
1: if, if they just asked i could tell them <laughs> right
2: just... like i specifically read information saying that the new album uh also has dark soul songs and i guess that's not correct it's not it's not oh wow wow there's there's misinformation on the internet I'm yeah <laughs> absolutely shocked are you serious yeah
1: who would go on the, who would go online and tell lies
2: <sighs> well fortunately the record's corrected so that's good there'll be no there's there'll be no more articles of this sort it's all it's all done and dusted
1: yeah it'll never happen again <laughs>
2: <laughs> well no, it's, we, fine. It's, it's fine it's <laughs> fine I did want to ask a little bit about this idea of of writing lyrics based on, you know, video game themes, which, again, we apologize, we thought it was a bigger thing. Um, But in general, when you first kind of decided to do this for a few tracks, uh, was there ever any pushback? Like, did anyone say, like, no, you can't have, like, video games as, as, like, a metal theme that's not going to work or that's not, like, serious enough? Was there any kind of reaction of that sort or was it just something that kind of meshed?
1: Uh... I don't recall any pushback because those lyrics were some of the ones that were written on the spot um, Mm because we were writing that album before we got signed. And then when we signed, it was like, oh, we're putting out an album next year. And it was like, oh, we got to finish the album. (laughs) So we just kind of like hurried up and I was like, I need words. And I just happened to be putting hundreds of hours into those games. Mm -hmm. So it was like fresh in my head. And um, there's a lot of like lore and stuff in those games. And uh, it, it just kind of tied to to themes that I think are fun to scream about. It, like it, that's that's basically all it was. But uh, I've seen a lot of bands do the same thing now. And it's like, oh, these are themes that resonate with people, I guess. So it turned, turned out cool.
0: Yeah, well, that, that is something that we saw, like, you know, we were looking up information on your band, like we did find that there's actually uh, quite a few bands, at least five that we saw that have taken kind of similar forms of inspiration from Dark Souls and similar kinds of like, you know, pop culture references. Um, do you reckon this is like, like a new thing? <laughs> um, you know, it's it's interesting because like metal's origins obviously are filled with like you know bands drawing on like fantasy books like those of like Tolkien um you know do you reckon you know are we moving away from like traditional literature and towards like you know more modern media sources mm-hmm. as a you know a source of inspiration in metal writing
1: I think so and I think it's a good thing because I mean even back in the late 80s uh there were songs about just like horror flicks and mm. and tv shows like uh there was there's s- songs about twin peaks like, like yeah uh, totally. like, like you 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 can pull song content from anything and i think uh it's foolish to try and like gatekeep what 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 can and can't be sung about because you can find th- themes that you can scream about in almost anything so who cares that's that's how that's how I
2: I view, I view it. Do you think even like say uh, I don't know Kirby or like a Hello Kitty based like game could those produce metal songs? Is that possible? Kirby absolutely could. I mean, okay,
1: Kurt, yeah, those Kirby games. Uh, there's like a creepy eye creature from like Past mm. the Stars that <laughs> comes and tries to destroy the world. That's sure. that's awesome. Yeah.
0: I guess and doesn't like Kobe like swallow.
1: Yeah, there's like devouring. that's pretty metal. Like, oh my god, yeah, there's yeah. so many songs about just eating and swallowing things and people.
0: Sorted next album.
2: Absolutely, <laughs> yeah, yeah, swallowed whole. Yeah. Do you feel um freedom though, like when you're writing these songs to create kind of your own lore, like because um on the track uh Lithopatic on the new album, uh there's a mention at the end of something or someone called um. I'm going to mispronounce this but alazalol I- um and we did our best but we cannot find any reference to this anywhere besides your song is this is there like beyond dark souls lore or is there half lore uh there
1: might be i i i made that up uh it's just it's just it's an entity that has power over um change in human beings i i I just chose that that's what that is Mm -hmm. uh i don't know i I was i i was writing the lyrics and that was the word that came came out
0: (laughs) Mm. that's interesting i mean how do you decide to combine um you know components like that that are entirely of your own creation with you know the inspiration that you've drawn from other sources whether that be like real world myths um if they can be considered real world in a sense and you know things like you know dark souls or other kinds of like fictional content
1: um i think most of it's coming from playing all of our songs out and seeing how they're received like how the souls thing was like taken it's like i felt no pushback so i was like okay maybe i can just do whatever i want <laughs> um <laughs> like i i've just gotten more comfortable um mm. Mm. i've always been in like fantasy stuff and i like when lure is consistent so i don't know i guess subconsciously i i felt like i had to do it to myself <laughs> but um in my head uh there's three or four songs on the album that are kind of linked um Mm -hmm. there's like a a flow of 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 story so it was important to me that that i had to like have this entity that had, had had a name and the tracks had to make sense in order and stuff um I just kind of obsessed over that a bit. And I think uh me obsessing over it quelled any like fears about it. Mm-hmm.
0: Do you find that like fans get into that? Like, you know, do you ever have like uh people coming up to you asking, like, you know, what so what is Alal You know, like people into the world. It hasn't happened yet. No,
1: no, no. You are you are the first. Um wow. If it happens, then cool. I don't know. Mhm. Cause, like cuz cause, cause, like I said I wanted the songs to mean their own thing up front and then have mm-hmm. their own meaning to me so that there's two sides of it. Um and and if that happens then it means I succeeded. If not, then it's still a song that
2: is cool up front like on the surface. It's That's interesting. Fine too you mentioned that kind of personal meaning because there's been some discussion especially traditionally that like metal singers always take like a step back you know like oh no this is just entertainment this is just horror this is just gore you know I just want to I just like telling these kind of fun stories it's all this but you mentioned that you uh put you said you said it's like some personal stories that you've weaved in here um so have you always kind of had this idea of putting some bit of yourself or something you connect with into your songs and is there any like risk of doing that? Like having people find out, you know, people you've never met learn <laughs> deep, dark, you know, secrets. Um, uh,
1: I've thought about it, but I haven't written anything that's made me actually worried about it yet. But the mm-hmm. thought has crossed my mind. Um, it's always been a f- thought in the back of my head, but I never knew how to achieve it. It just happened to be when we were tracking this album was when those words were coming out and I actually felt like there was something to say uh before I was cool just writing other fantasy stuff Mm. like it's 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 just times change people change Um,
2: do you find
0: it more comfortable to address those kind of more personal topics like within the framework of like a song that perhaps at first glance just looks like it's exploring those kind of similar like dark themes or fantasy kind of genre stuff or
1: Definitely. I think yeah. that's it. I, I, okay. I, I think that's a part, part of it. Yeah. Mm.
2: So when writing these songs inspired by kind of fantasy is there is part of this putting yourself in there, the reason that you often take the first person perspective, um, like on the album of Rotten Ruin, uh, your, your uh, last one, uh, sorry, two, two ago, uh, all but the two tracks use I and the ones that don't use I do use we and our. And then on the new album, all that was promised. Only one track doesn't use "I," and it does use "me." Uh, is there a reason you consistently like take this first person rather than like a third person, more descriptive sort of approach? You know, I've definitely
1: noticed it in hindsight, but I can't really say why. It it just it must be something that just feels natural. Like th- that's what I want to scream at a show (laughs) like he's like me I we our us um I don't know I I it's just not really something to think about I don't know
0: Mm, interesting well when you say like it's better to scream out at like a show is it because like does that make it more like engaging if you're using you know the pronominal forms like I we us versus like you know something that's a bit more removed like he she they
1: yeah, I think there. This may sound corny, but I think there's mm-hmm. like power in it. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I it's just just so, somehow I, me, we feels more powerful than you know they, uh, you. It's
2: not corny. It's, 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 you're far yeah. from the first person in one of these interviews to mention that exact kind of yeah, yeah feeling.
0: So when you do sing of I, like, do you ever? get the sense that, like, you are embodying the I? Like, do you ever think that because of, like, you know, your personal connections to some of the songs that you've written, that when you write of I, you're writing of yourself?
1: Uh, definitely. I mean, on this album, absolutely. Uh, on the last one, there was a few songs, or definitely was. Um, in the older songs that are strictly, like, fan, fan, fan fantasy or, like, souls songs, it was mainly, like, occupying the point of view of someone else. mm mm-hmm. Um to tell a story because I like songs that like tell, tell that tell tell a story lyrically and musically um, like songs that go on a journey, journey, journey. So I think that's part of it. Um, that's the only explanation
2: that I can think of, but mm. it's
1: it's just I don't know, it's just a natural thing.
2: What about when you use you? because uh, the second person appears on seven of your songs uh, almost equally across your albums, it's three and four. Um, and in some cases it's like defined in the song, like in worlds within you is a flame and in progeny, it seems to be the the protagonist or whoever's voice you're coming out. It's their daughter, but there's lyrics like, I, I let you fall into the abyss from a cursed, or I have seen the many ways I hate lay bare before you in the million violations or uh, your vile adulation on display, masking a deviant obsession. You're not, but a frightened beast from uh decollation where that you is kind of more vague. Are you thinking of a specific Person, When you use you like that uh, in some of those
1: cases. Yes. I, w- I want to say in worlds within and progeny, those are souls influence songs. So okay. they're, they're mostly pulled from like quotes from, from, a, they're talking about particular people in the lore. Mm-hmm. Um, the other three are like me basically addressing specific people uh, that I was thinking about when I wrote the words and yeah, those are direct. Like in my head, I'm like, this is to
2: that, this is to that person. Mm. Is it tricky at all when you're singing live to like imagine do, do you have to imagine the audience is that person? Like when you're yelling you at the audience, is that
1: uh I'm trying to think if we played any of those songs to a crowd yet. Um I don't think we played any of those songs to a crowd yet. Oh dang. But I can imagine when we do, I'm gonna point at someone <laughs> and say you. <laughs> Cause that's fun. And they'll love it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, oh, I'm the guy for the song. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It'd be like, wait, he hates my guts. <laughs>
0: So finally, we should also ask about um, the song "Withered," where you mostly in the third person. So that obviously breaks with the trend we've just discussed. So talking about lumbering giants uh, of more power than man, uh, but then refer to the uh, the last of us bound in iron beneath his realm. Uh, so why did you switch viewpoints here from you know them to us, and why did you use the third person here where you don't tend to use it uh, a lot in your other songs?
1: Oh man, this is about to get nerdy. Yeah, uh, rad. Uh, love it. Yeah. <laughs> So that one is based on some souls lore, but based on like a theory that some people online had at the time where within the game world, um, there's a race of giants who um, a King from across the sea, he basically came and took something from them and then basically subjugated them. And I think only a few of them lived and he, he basically just locked them underground and, um, And it was basically just like telling the story. And then it was like that bridge with the, where it turns to us. Mm -hmm. That was basically from a separate perspective. Like, like that bridge was someone else. That was a giant or several of them like calling out about it. But the rest of the song is like the story of what happened. That's how I viewed it. Are there other that, um, oh sorry oh sorry that 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 bridge was supposed to be sung so it was going to be very separated in sound too but the singing just didn't sound right so we we just kept it as
2: screams are, are there other songs where you switch perspective we didn't really notice any but is that is that something that's only found in the song where you kind of change narrators um let me think off the top of my head um
1: Maybe progeny does the same thing, and it's with in the same lore. Mm-hmm. Um, a, 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 a curse is the same point of view, but it's but the subject switches multiple times. It's about several people, but it's still from my 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 point of view. Mm. I think those might be the only two that I I can think of off the top of my head. We
2: also uh, noticed kind of a switch on how you named your songs between your two albums, because um, on A Rotten Ruin, most song titles are one word long, uh, and there's only two, and they're two words long. Uh, on All That Was Promised, though, you have four song names that are one word long, and one that is two, and then four that are above three with Name Them Yet Build No Monument, which I just like to say, it, fantastic song name, I, I love yeah. it, uh, is the longest at six was this a change that you intended uh, is there a difference was there a conscious difference between how you approach naming your songs uh, across the two albums uh, yeah actually uh, hive
1: our EP from 2015 and of rot and ruin we consciously kept all the names short not because of any goal we just liked that they were short um, but then for this one we just wanted to do something new because we were afraid if we always did the same thing we'd be trapped Mm. and have to do it all the time it's like no we let's 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 break free of the pattern now so we can do whatever we want
2: Mm. um
1: and it helped with naming the songs because uh sometimes it was like well i don't have one word for this song
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's tough to keep coming up with single word names mm. for songs, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, and then it's harder to search. Like, mm. do you know how hard it mm. is to search some some, True. some 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 bands and songs? Mm.
0: Mm. On the flip side, though, do you think there's like a different effect that's created with like a longer song name versus like you know a one to two word song name?
1: I think it can go both ways. I think mm. sometimes one word is very powerful and sometimes a very long name evokes like mystique i guess or like there's there's something about it that's that's just interesting like oh this this song title is really long this must be special um i don't know if that's just me but i i view song names that way (laughs) A like critical
0: if, maximum for that though like if we get yeah. into like Nile level oh there has to be <laughs> yeah well, th-
1: well they happen to be possibly the best band uh, <laughs> so it's cool when they do it like like mm-hmm. they do it to such an extreme that it's cool again <laughs> like I'm like <laughs> oh my god this song title is so long only they can do it mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll accept it so this
2: is there's just a Nile pass yeah yeah, no yeah. One else gets it's just them. It's just okay. Them. <laughs> well, you mentioned, um, difficulty searching. So I, I, if this is the reason that's going to be kind of funny, but we also noticed that the single word song names on your second album are also a lot more difficult than on the first one. Like the first album has song titles like ritual or currents. Uh, the most complex is, uh, usurpation, but the new album has, and we had to look like all these up neither of us knew them the uh, kenosis which is like christ relinquishing the divine uh lithopaedic, which is a calcified fetus i believe um losis turning metal to gold and decollation which is a term for beheading if we got those right um yes so is the reason you used was it just like find googling them is now gets you your album like or or was there a reason that you chose these extremely obscure um like especially uh it was really hard to find the meaning of even just you know with all the information on the internet uh that one so
1: basically uh, so, basically those songs that you named um when i was trying to piece the themes um i was reading a lot on cert cert, cert certain things to to help me tie it all into a into a unified like strong and um, what I would do is I, I, I would read one thing and it would lead me to something else. It would lead me to something else. And mm-hmm. eventually I would find these words and I'm like, this is exactly what I'm looking for. Um, like, it's kind of just tied to things that helped me make sense of the songs in a coherent way. Mm-hmm. Like, uh. C- c- like uh chnosis l- 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 and iosis i don't know if that's the right way to say it but okay. i'm saying it like like, like that sure. like those are all i, I basically used um the jungian approach to alchemy um as a process to tie the themes of those songs together which somehow led me to those words as names Mm -hmm. um and then decollation uh there is lyrical hints in there that uh that kind of point towards um john the baptist and how he was beheaded and that's a word that i saw used in that context Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i was like that's that's just a great word. <laughs>
2: <laughs> would there be a different effect if you just called the song like beheading or like, you know, chop your goddamn head off or something? Like, would it? Would there I don't be? Think so, you don't think there'd don't be think a different so. effect? Yeah.
1: Hmm. Uh oh, oh oh uh, it would be. Yeah yeah yeah. Oh wait, okay. Um, I don't think it would have the same mm-hmm. effect because this one it feels like a process, um, like an o- o- orchestrated. Almost like
2: ceremony, rather than mm. just head cut off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is there something metal about like that sense of ritual and ceremony?
1: Definitely, yeah. It's something very theatrical about it, which, mm-hmm. once again, I just think mm-hmm. is cool.
2: Yeah.
1: Dark pageantry. <laughs> <laughs>
0: If we definitely talk about a lot of metal bands in that regard yeah absolutely yeah
2: exactly. even it sounds like a metal band's name even
0: yeah <laughs> hmm. So um, yeah, what about this trend within songs? So generally speaking, the words in your lyrics came off to us uh, as involving large words, but not necessarily words that are obscure as some of the song titles that we've just discussed. Uh, But there are lines like uh, Cotominius beings of uh, the crucible or ablation to a Bacchic lord that involve words that are a bit tricky at the very least, as you can tell from my own pronunciation. So do these terms have a particular impact that you're looking to generate?
1: Um, mostly it comes from, I'm trying to find a way to get an idea across in as few words as possible. Mm -hmm. and Sometimes I just find like the right word and I'm like this, I have to use this. Um, and I read a lot of like fan, like fantasy stuff. So Mm -hmm. I come across them. I'm like, damn, that's a cool word. What's that mean? And then I look it up. And I'm like, that's perfect for this lyric.
2: And uh, I don't know. It's kind of just happenstance mostly. Do you ever use a thesaurus? We've had debates on this show before about like whether or not it's, <laughs> you're allowed to use a thesaurus when writing lyrics. Uh, yeah, but it's usually
1: when I need to like condense something okay. or mm. have it fit. Like um, sometimes I'll be like, this line is eight words. But I only have room in the song for four words. Mm-hmm. How can I shorten this? Uh, that kind of stuff, or, or 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 like I've got four lines here, but I need six. So like, what can I say that's similar to stretch this out? Like like some sometimes it's just to help the flow.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, or or I've
2: used this word nine times. <laughs> <laughs> right. I cannot keep yeah. using it. No, that that is hundred percent something I agree with in my own writing. Like I will literally even if like the word I'm using is better. I'll change it just to avoid having it appear like the same, that many times in the same paragraph. Yep. Does it feel like, do you prefer though to then like kind of encounter these words in the wild? Like rather than using a thesaurus, would you rather like just come across it in a fantasy book? Does that make it feel more, I don't know, like something you you get excited over? It,
1: it does. Cause sometimes the context helps helps come up with stuff. Like mm. if I if, if I'm reading something and I see like, some cool phrase i'm like fuck i need i need something like that (laughs) i want to use that that sounds badass like Mm, that's mm. it's just the kind of thing that uh like like oh man this thing is like deep in the roots of the earth i'm like that sounds awesome (laughs) i want to be deep in the roots of the earth uh like it's 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 just uh there's like things that are cool (laughs)
2: Mm -hmm. Mm. what about like um on the other hand when you sometimes have lines that are you know, filled with words that I guess are quite "quote unquote" simple to use an imperfect term. Uh, like the line "Don't let it grow; the dead stray from their graves." From "Words Within" is entirely one-syllable words. Are lines like this intentional, or do they just kind of happen? Uh, do they have an effect that the lines with kind of bigger or more difficult words don't?
1: Um, I think it just kind of happens, but sometimes it's nice to have a very simple thing to chant or, or. Or scream, I think you can't always try and sound smart. Uh sometimes it grows old. <laughs> mm.
0: Do you ever try and like strike a balance between, you know, relatively simple or at least like more familiar vocabulary and that which you've drawn from like fantasy texts?
1: It's happened, but I wouldn't say it's it's a freak, 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 frequent thing. Like there's times mm. where I've been, all right, this line is too much. Right. Or 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 this line is too simple and right. it needs to be something else. Um, but I wouldn't say it's a common thing.
0: Okay. Right. Well. We were thinking as well, like, regardless of the relative, like, simplicity or complexity, your lyrics certainly couldn't be mistaken from, like, everyday English. You know, it's not really, like, representative of, like, you know, how we're speaking now, right? We were wondering, like, do you consciously try to use language in a way that makes your lyrics seem distinct from how we might communicate in, like, everyday life?
1: A little bit, um my main focus is having it seem like a cohesive story, like from a to B uh, and a lot of people don't talk like that <laughs> or, 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 or trying, trying to, trying to create a scene that you can like visualize. Um, usually I, I try to, uh, but. I don't think I ever thought about comparing it to um, everyday speak. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for some reason there's probably some like hidden reason that I I I, I would like it to be elevated slightly higher. Mm-hmm. But that's probably just something uh that I just had learned from schooling for twelve years. Like Yeah. Write a prop write a proper essay. <laughs> okay. Right. <laughs> but- this idea that
2: writing has to be distinct from like the day-to-day
1: yeah and i'm like i don't think it does but i think somehow that's in my subconscious Mm.
0: (laughs) do you think that the storytelling or the atmosphere of the songs would be limited by your use of like really everyday speech
1: i think it would uh I don't. I don't think it should be, but mm-hmm. I, I think it. W- I, I think it would be just, just, just based on what we encounter each day, um, the way we interact with TV and like, film and s- songs, and stuff. Some things use our no- normal everyday speech, and some things don't. And I think it's 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 kind of like, cause us to view things in certain ways if they use one or the other.
0: Mm. And one interpretation that I have and I'm happy for you to totally discredit it is that, um, you know, in the use of like language that's a little bit removed from the everyday, is there ever like an intent to kind of remove the song from like an everyday context? Like where I was thinking about this is like if we look at the line we just talked about, you know, the dead stray from their graves, obviously that's not how we would necessarily reproduce that idea in like everyday speech. I wondered, like, is the desired effect of that to kind of like transport the listener in any way from like the here and now to a, this more fantasy context?
1: Definitely, I I, I do think that that's kind of kind of the goal, like trying to like set the scene, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I that's that's definitely what I think it is most of the time.
0: Okay, glad I'm on the right track.
2: <laughs> <laughs> like, I agree with you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> So before we move on from talking about like individual vocabulary choices, I just have like one question because we could not find the answer anywhere. Uh, In one of your songs, you mentioned a slag mirror. What is a slag mirror?
1: Uh, I made it up. It's um, so, so I believe you're talking about Lithopaedic. I think mm -hmm. so, yeah. Right. Okay, so that song, basically the story in that follows kenosis and where those songs came from, I was having a like daydream uh, where basically it was like a hermit in the woods and um, something fell from the sky. And I like went to go search it out. And it was like some kind of like, m- I want to say asteroid, but the- I know that's not the right term. Um, but it's like a rock that is so smooth that you can see your elf in it like Mm -hmm. so 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 i was like it's slag but it's a mirror it's 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 a slag mirror
2: okay so it's part of that sort of uh i guess half lore in a way yeah it's half lore
1: (laughs) okay interesting Interesting. are there
2: ones we've missed like are there other things are there other words you've just kind of made up like this that um tell a story if
1: if there are any made-up words beyond those ones, uh, I can't think of them, because those mm. are the two that always come to mind. Um, okay. Yeah, I can't think of any off the top of my head, but I'm, there, there might be one more.
0: <laughs> so... I suppose, yeah, talking more about themes, like uh, there's a theme in a number of your songs about domination, I think, as we kind of touched on earlier, or on the inverse, uh, civility uh, with one person ruling over another. Uh, so Piedic, um and Iostis, uh have the line, uh, show me what it means to kneel. And Decalation uh, mentions that your head exists in this space for your use alone. Um, name them uh, yet build no monument ends by declaring that I only taste freedom in times of loss and kenosis notes that I'm just a wormling unfit to have crept the soil which I love um is this just a consequence of the fantasy theming or is there something that you're exploring through returning to these concepts of yes civility um domination
1: um well it depends on the song so Mm -hmm. in name them that whole song is about trying to find escapism from um basically our our everyday lives in ways that are may or not may or may not be healthy um but it's just things we do uh to 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 escape just the trudging um lives that we live and it's and it's just saying like the only times where you may feel free or when you lose something it's like one less burden basically Mm. um but the rest of that is like man uh i I feel crushed by everything (laughs) uh decalation that song that song is mostly about realizing that you're basically being used by someone Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. for a purpose like like you're, you're, you're not just like a, 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 a friend or an ally or something, something like that. Like you are, you're just a tool and basically realizing that, um, kenosis lithopedic and biosis are all, they're all basically, uh, songs to the self. And they all go through a pattern or, um, they go through a jerk, a journey from a low point to a high point and it 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 starts low with like i'm just a i'm just a wormling like like at your lowest um i don't want to change but you 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 know you have to Hmm. and then lithopatic you're confronting that and it's like that 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 show me line is more about respect and self-respect or like Knowing, knowing what you need to do, rather than just uh, trying to fight through it. Um, and then Iosis is like trying, 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 triumphing try over it. But uh, we visited, we we went back to that line one more time, the, sh- <laughs> the show me line, uh, to basically just reiterate I- 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 like we learned what it meant to kneel to the um, stronger parts of the self, basically.
2: Hmm. You see, we went back to the line. Are, are you collaborating with others while you're writing these? Like, is it a collaborative process with the band? Uh, well, adding that last line was
1: our dr- drummer's idea because uh, oh, okay. he records it all. Um, so we were at his studio... I was at his studio, it was him and me, and we were on that last section of I- Iosis and the line was something else, but it just didn't work. Like it was just, it, 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 it was not lining up right, it sounded, 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 sounded weird. And we were like, what can we do here? And he was like, what if you went back to an old line from some other track? And I was like, what works here? And then we went back to Show Me and the, it it just worked. It was like, man, this 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 line here makes sense. It fits, it sounds good. Let's roll with it. And we kept it.
2: Do you find that like do your bandmates um look at check or talk to you about your lyrics at all? Cuz we've talked to people that say that they don't at all. Are yeah, they uh, Is it a, you know, do, they, do you ever get like a great line, I dig it kind of thing?
1: Uh From time to time yeah usually It's just they joke that it's About souls
2: Games
1: (laughs) Um, Are they the ones Writing the articles It's them No, um, They don't often just ask Like hey what's this about But um, They're Supportive Thankfully It's not like whoa this is weird Take this out (laughs)
0: Um, well, another thing that we noted is questions of light and dark. So seven of your songs contain the words uh, flame or fire, 12 contain the words dark or darkness, and 10 contain the word light. So sometimes these images overlap in a single song, so as in death complex, where you sing, uh, we kindle light from the little death, we blind ourselves and wait from beyond. Uh, before moving to the line taken by the dreaming darkness, avoid of torment, a faceless death. Uh, are you surprised by this number of- of references to light and dark or is this something that you're aware of and actively trying to integrate into your writing?
1: Uh, If you recall, I was talking about how sometimes I use a word too much. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Those are words where, where, Uh where, where, where I was like, man, I need to not use this so much, but I can't think of anything else. Uh, So that was when we would pull the, the out and not come up with anything else, but like death complex as an example that song is mostly about like anxiety over sleep and death combined mm-hmm. cuz i have weird anxieties about both mm-hmm. tied together so making a song about it felt natural and sleeping there's light and dark and with the same thing with living and dying like light light and dark so like it it just came up a bunch of times and it was like man i can i can't escape it
2: Mm.
0: I mean, it's interesting that you're saying a lot of this, like something that you've repeated a couple of times is like, you know, the uh, connections between the themes in your songs and uh, either your own like fears or anxieties um, or your own experiences. And this is kind of something that's um, been mentioned, at least in some of the literature on metal and in our own interviews, that metal can be this space for addressing these kind of issues that we often kind of put in the back of our minds is that how you view metal as a like vehicle to address these kind of anxieties or um darker experiences uh
1: i think it can be i i I don't think it is by default but Mm -hmm. i think absolutely it can be i think every medium can be used to explore these deeper things um but the genre I guess it always has been like people say like uh, all these songs about like dying and death, like it's used to explore that. And I'm like, I don't know if it genuinely is or not, but it definitely has been, you Mm -hmm. know, definitely has been from time to time. Uh, I think it's good
2: to, to do so. Mm -hmm. Is there a, um, a therapeutic or exploratory aspect at all? Like in, in writing a song about, anxieties over sleep and death do you feel those anxieties disappear not well not disappear but uh weaken at all i've definitely felt
1: them lessen in frequency Mm -hmm. i don't know if it's related or if just just happened to slow to slow down but i think it definitely is cathartic in some way Mm. um with some things like there, like there's some some of these songs that are, are about people or re- relationships with people that no longer bother me as much because mm-hmm. now I made the song about it. I'm like, I feel fine now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I said my piece, even though it's only for me, I said it. <laughs> Does that
2: make it hard to go back to the song? at all like if you if you don't have the initial kind of feeling or passion that you had when you put say pen to paper i
1: understand uh why other people feel that way about songs that they've made like i've heard lots of people say like i don't like to sing this song anymore because it makes me think about xyz Mm. but it hasn't happened for me like Mm. i think it's more therapeutic and it's it's I think since I write the songs in a way that you don't need to know the context,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, I
2: think that helps. So like right. I, 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 oh, go ahead, sorry. No, like that, that's all. So like even if does the story help in a way? Like even if the um, the original feeling isn't there, you still have a good story to tell, kind of idea. Yeah,
1: that's that's generally the the approach. Like I I try to write them in a way that you don't need to feel the way I feel to like the song. Mm.
0: Right. So you don't necessarily have to get back into that same headspace in order to perform them. Right. Yeah. Okay. Mm.
2: So Um, for a final kind of set of questions, we just want to ask you about some things that you don't do. Um, And one is uh, you kind of, you referenced this a little bit as something that you enjoy listening to, but didn't want to do, but uh, we were surprised that like there's a lot of, you know, grim darkness and, and there's a lot of death, in your songs but there's not a lot of like explicit gore um and you know we we thought especially with the Dark Souls songs for a a game series that's known for splashing you died on the screen (laughs) as you you know die in a bunch of horrible ways over and over and over again um it was I guess a little bit surprising in that way Is, is there a reason that you've kind of kept gore pretty minimal in your lyrics I don't know I guess I'm just not
1: drawn to singing about it Mm. i I just i just don't think it feeds into the songs i'm writing i think the only one that i can think of off the top of my head is commandment on hive uh and that was written in i don't know 2011 uh Mm. i think the words were actually like most of the words were stolen from um I think it was an ancient Assyrian war essay or something <laughs> that I've been, un- I've been unable to find since then. Like I've looked for it and I'm like, I can't find this. I'm like, did I imagine this? <laughs> it's so weird. But like, I think that's the extent of the, I don't know, gore and mm-hmm. violence and, and, and our songs. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's just not something that comes naturally, I guess.
2: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: Well, along similar lines, there's also almost zero swearing in your lyrics. I think we just found one use of damn and one use of hell, if you can consider them swearing at all. Um, and their uses are to refer to, you know, a damning sentence and hell as a location. So, you know, not really even in a swearing sense. So is there a reason that you avoided swear words in your writing?
1: Uh, honestly, no no conscious reason okay (laughs) it's just a weird weird coincidence okay like I think once again it's like through growing up and like school and stuff I I just kind of like have this thing in my head where I'm like no you can't write (laughs) the way that you speak no that's evil and I'm like that's it's 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 kind of wrong to think that way but I can't help it I, I, I don't know
0: yeah, it's interesting you say that because there seems to be this division in metal between, um, you know, lyricists that use quite a bit of swearing and then lyricists that use zero swearing. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's crazy because like I love just like dumb, ignorant music, <laughs> like, like, and I mean that as a compliment. Like, yeah, dumb, yeah. ignorant yeah. riffs are like the best. Like, I love it,
2: but for some reason, when I sit down to like write them, it's not what comes out. Mm. Mm. Okay. Um, and another thing that we noticed, uh, the final thing we noticed that's a bit rare, is that there's not a lot of rhyme. Uh, we might have missed a few because, you you know, use some larger words, which are tricky to find the rhymes in. But we found, I think, eight across the two albums. Uh, eight instances of rhyme, eight rhyming pairs. Is rhyming something that you kind of feel not personally all that interested in as a lyricist? Um, I, I don't
1: really care about rhyming i do listen to a lot of music where rhyming is key Mm -hmm. Uh, it's probably most of the things that i listen to but when i'm writing i mostly just think about the feeling like that comes out of it and just how it feels to to scream the words how it feels to hear them I, i i concentrate more on that and the flow of the words than if they rhyme or not if i focus on the rhyming, oh, my God, I would never get done (laughs) writing. I would never finish. Because, like, I will obsess over four lines for four weeks. I'll be like, no, it's not right. I got to change it again.
2: There were... Yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Jess.
0: I was going to ask the question you are going to ask. Go ahead. Okay.
2: (laughs) Um, There were two cases where we found rhymes that seemed um, kind of difficult or complex enough that we thought that maybe you did sit down and kind of bang Mm -hmm. them out um specifically uh you have the line a messenger brought me word of your demise an escape or condemnation through different eyes the accusers pointed their fingers the accursed longing to sympathize where you have uh, a three rhyme and again a crit uh, into sympathize which we thought was a bit tricky from accursed and then um you have hollowing further losing my mind only the heat of flame can restore left behind another undead led by the serpent Seeker of Kings Alive from which to repent, which is the only time that you have like a, a pair of rhymes and another pair of rhymes directly next to each other. Are were these lines something that you actually kind of wanted to work in that rhyme, or did they just happen? And if they were intentional, why did you want rhyme in these spaces? Those ones
1: were, I guess, intentional. Like the uh those were two of the songs that were written on the spot. Um, oh, wow. Okay. Like I wanna say. Once we wrote on the spot where uh, it must have been currents, worlds within, and I think I th- man, I want to say to atone and progeny. like those four were like on the spot and then mm-hmm. a-, a curse I made changes on the fly. Right. Um, but like when I don't have the time to think about it, rhymes, I, I don't know, I guess are easier. Mm-hmm. Um, so they made sense at the time. And then, I don't know, it, it it just felt natural and it flowed there. Uh, that's really all, all I can guess because it's not something I generally think about.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. So to sum up our discussions, um, what would you say is the ultimate role of language uh, in hats music and I suppose in metal more broadly?
1: Role of I mean, the role of language is generally just to convey messages and feelings and i think in our 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 music in the genre as a whole i think i think it's just that it's it's exactly the same um it's 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 important it's how we connect um as people i mean that's Mm -hmm. it's i can't really think of any other use is is it it's it's how we relate and yeah i don't know
2: Is it tricky to create connections and relations um, via, you know, uh, ways of language that discuss death and murder and slaughter and misery? I think so. I
1: think so. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, what? There's thousands of bands, right? Sure. Mm -hmm. Uh, How often do they connect with lots of people? Mm -hmm. And like, there's bands who don't have words. And what? There's tons of them. And only a few of them really connect with everyone because they find a way without words but with words it's easier that's basically mm-hmm. it like like we 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 naturally react to the sound of a human voice I think um like we we, we seek words to con- connect with it's it's just a thing that we, we do
2: even when that voice is gutturally screaming at you <laughs> yeah even if it's screaming like I'm gonna cut your fucking head off like yeah. then- <laughs> absolutely <laughs>
0: Uh, Okay, yeah, we should also ask as well, um, where's the best place for listeners to find Hath's music and any of the updates on the band?
1: Oh, man, Uh, if people want to find Hath music, uh, they should check out Bandcamp and they should should search for uh, Hath. That's H-A-T-H-N-J dot Bandcamp dot com. And just remember HATH, H-A-T-H, uh, we're also everywhere else. We're on YouTube, mm-hmm. we're on Spotify, we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, we're on Twitter, we're on YouTube and Twitch. I don't know if I said them. We're literally everywhere. It's, <laughs> it's Very easy sickening. to find them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We have such coverage. Yeah.
0: Great. Well, as usual, we'll link the band camp um, in the episode description. Did you have any uh, upcoming tours or releases that you wanted to mention?
1: Uh, We do have a tour coming up. I don't know when this is dropping. Uh, About three weeks. Yeah. Three weeks? Uh, That might be perfect. Okay. So we have a tour from April 20th. Oh, wow. To May 8th. Mm -hmm. We're going all across the Eastern United States. Sorry, Florida and Louisiana (laughs) and all the states around there uh but
2: like the rest of the eastern u.s (laughs) we're we're gonna fuck you up awesome awesome yeah wish we could uh wish we weren't in australia i'd love to see yeah yeah
1: Yeah, look look maybe someday we can come down there um i've got friends
2: out there perhaps we could crash with them yeah Yeah, no the the new album was incredible so it'd be amazing to hear it live yeah Mm, for sure thanks thanks Um, so I'm going to end this with, uh, I, I warned Jess I was going to do this. So I mm-hmm. apologize, but, um, uh, I, am literally obligated to do this because I have a child and I have a father. So I'm going to make a terrible dad joke here. and just say that this has been a really fun interview and thank you for your time. If anyone's made that joke before, I apologize, but I was excited.
1: Uh, I hear it all the time, but I love oh. that.
2: <laughs> awesome. Okay. I'm sad. I'm not the first, but I'm also happy that I'm not the only person lame enough to Come up with that. You're like, it's bittersweet. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, uh, thanks yeah, for thanks.
1: having me. Yeah, yeah. It's been been great. Thanks very much. Take care. All right. See
0: ya Thank you for listening to Lingua Ritalica. We hope you enjoyed it and we hope you stay tuned for our next episode. Before we leave, we just wanted to acknowledge that this podcast is recorded on the unceded lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation and the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay respects to their elders, past, present, and emerging.